Today's Locked On Thunder podcast, we're going to grade your fake trades. Everything that you thought about the deadline, we're going to recap it on today's show. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder podcast and the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, media member, editor-in-chief over at thunderousintentions.com, Ryland Styles. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOThunderPod. Email the show, LOThunderPod at gmail.com. On today's show, brought to you by our good friends over at FanDuel. We're diving into your fake trades. We love grading your fake trades, discussing who the Thunder should be targeting, and your thoughts on the deadline. Again, today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. Check it out today uh, because FanDuel makes every moment more. Right now, new customers get $140, $150 in bonus bets guaranteed if you place a $5 bet uh, by visiting FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. And folks, you've been waiting for this one for a while. It's grading your fake trades. And I think that You know, the NBA trade deadline is, of course, a milestone within this season. There are these checkpoints in the NBA year where where transactions really start to to ratchet up. And, you know, there's a large chunk of the NBA community that that enjoys the transactional team building at at times more than more than what's happening on the floor. And so obviously this is going to get people's imaginations going and it's going to get people excited about uh, you know, what the Thunder could do, especially with the fact that after tonight against Portland, given the, the Timberwolves uh, loss to, to Charlotte, after tonight against Portland, the Thunder could be the top seed in the West. So so obviously we're going to dive into and, and, and grade your trades. Let's start with T, who has a lot of trades. The, the first two, let's start with James Wiseman for Alexei Pokoshevsky, Trey Mann, and two second-round picks. Look, I'm not uh, in love with James Wiseman in Oklahoma City. I don't, uh, you know, particularly think that he'll fit with the Thunder. However, a, you know, former highly touted prospect and all you're giving up is a couple seconds out of like 20 that you have that are tradable. And then two guys not in the rotation. Uh, one, you know, for sure you're not bringing back next year. The other, it'll be very hard with the roster crunch and the and the influx of draft picks to keep Trey Mann around for next year. So it, it's hard to, to grade this anything below a C, uh, but it's also hard to grade this any better than a B. So it's somewhere in that range. I would say it's a C plus because, you know, taking a shot on James Wiseman, just if nothing else to have that curveball to throw, I think is a, is a fine idea, right? Because, you know, even if he just sits there and doesn't play the way that Pokoshevsky hasn't played and Trey Mann hasn't played, that's fine. Like you didn't give up anything that you would regret or that you uh, would miss if you end up not getting any value out of him. The upside would be you give up very little and you get an expiring big man who who gives a different look than what the roster currently has. Like the roster does not have a player uh, who plays the exact way that James Wiseman does. So you know it would be a very very cheap option. The second option of this of these two is Isaiah Stewart, who I'm not sure that the Pistons would. Uh, be eager to trade, but I think that they'd be open to it 
if the right, you know, kind of uh, price was hit. This trade that you've crafted with Farzia Stewart is Poku Trayman, two first-round picks and a second-round pick. Now, one of those first-round picks that you put in this trade was the Clippers trade to the Clippers pick this year in 2024, uh, a 25-first-round pick and a 25-second-round pick. Two first-round picks, Farzia Stewart, is significant. I will say, I don't personally value the 2024 draft as closely for the Thunder in the sense of um, they would still have, you know, a, a pick in this draft. They would not be out of the 24 draft. And, you know, you'd be hoping that you, you'd have that that jazz pick somewhere in the money zone uh, of, of 12, 14, 15, somewhere in that range, depending on where the jazz level out. So you'd still have something to work with. But, you know, the, in, in this draft, I don't see there being a ton of, of just, obviously there's no top in talents technically. Uh, like a lot of them, I love Olivier Saar, uh, his brother, Alex Saar. I love uh, Cody Williams. I, I think that those two are really excellent players. Those guys are going to be gone within the first few picks of the draft. I I, I personally would have them gone by pick four. So, uh, you know, th- those aren't really in the equation necessarily for Oklahoma City. Everyone else you're hoping can develop potentially into a rotational piece where the Thunder could be slotted, especially where this Clippers pick, Clippers pick would be at. So you're giving away this Clippers pick that I don't think has an incredible value for this Thunder team specifically, where it could have more value for Detroit or for you know Charlotte if you wanted to make a trade for one of Charlotte's uh, players as they start to uh, retool their roster. It has more value for them because they can draft someone later in the, in the 24 draft and give them the runway and developmental time that, that maybe it'll be tough to do and continue to do in Oklahoma City. Uh, however, the Thunder do have a fantastic G League program and a fantastic uh, developmental track record there to where it's not as though drafting multiple players in this draft would be a bad thing. It'd be a, it'd be a fine thing for the Thunder to do, but it's just like two first-round picks for Isaiah Stewart seems like a lot. One of those first-round picks, though, is in the invaluable 24 draft. I still probably I, I still wouldn't do this just because it feels like it, it's it's a move for the sake of making a move. And, and you know, he's more of a long-term contract. You kind of lock yourself more into Isaiah Stewart than you do James Wiseman, but, but he's a much better player. Uh, but but if the Thunder did this, I wouldn't have any gripes with it. It would just be interesting to see them trade two first-round picks for, for Stewart. Moving on to Mike's fake trade. Mike has one of my favorite targets. So each time that you guys register one of my favorite targets, I'll be sure to, to flag it down. Gordon Hayward is one of the guys that I would love to see in Oklahoma City. And this trade is Davis Bertans, Alexei Pukashevsky, Trey Mann, and for, uh, you know, for, for Gordon Hayward. If the Hornets are just looking to get off of his money you know, as an expiring contract, and if they potentially might have to buy him out, the reason the Thunder would do this is, you know, again, Bertans, Poku, Trey Mann, not a part of the rotation at all. You would then ensure that Gordon Hayward plays for your team, whereas in the buyout market, that gets a little bit tr- a little bit tricky. Now, with the new buyout market rules of, of, of how much money that they make and, and and who would be eligible to sign them, it's a little bit more in favor of Oklahoma City this season uh, than it would be in years past. But this just ensures that you get Gordon Hayward in Oklahoma City, who I think can be a really really uh, good player. And I, and I think that the only risk for Gordon Hayward is his injury history. Well. You give up two guys who assuredly will not be here next year, Dallas Bertans and Pokashevsky, and Trey Mann, who, who of course, can't get in the rotation for, for whatever reason right now for Oklahoma City. 
you trade those three guys and and throw in a couple second round picks of your 20, you've given up nothing for a low risk, extremely high reward player. This is someone who has the experience that people crave of, of just like being a more uh, veteran leader. He's at, He's been around teams who are led by younger players, who are led by uh, you know, and, and led by younger players that went deep into the postseason. He's been around those caliber of teams to kind of see the pictures. He's been around great coaches his entire career. He's been a lot of time, of course, with Brad Stevens. Like that, that is something that is incredibly valuable. And then you get to his on the court play, which is still uh, producing at a, at a high level, not at a $31 million level, not at what his contract suggests that it, that it would be. But he's also still a really, really, really good rotational player uh, for, for what the Thunder would ask of him. And I think that he could fit into that team style of defense. Obviously you're not going to put him as a point of attack defender, but I think that he could fit the role for the thunder uh, if he was in Oklahoma city. So I, I love Gordon Hayward as a trade target. I would do this trade 10 times out of 10, uh, you know, match the money. However, however you see fit, obviously Bertans has to be involved, but match the money, uh, give away a couple second round picks and just let's ride with Gordon Hayward. Uh, you know, me, Michael Martin have both loved Gordon Hayward on the trade market. Uh, you know, he's been on the Gordon Hayward train for a long time. I think that it's a, a perfect train to get onto. Uh, and so we'll see if you guys can continue to find out who I would love in Oklahoma City. And I'll tell you at the end if, if anyone was missed. I think it'll be really fun to do it that way. Now, we still have a lot of fake trades to get through, including what I think is the is the most high-level name that I've seen that are, that's that's uh, on the fake trade. So we'll talk about that coming up as well. But first, I want to say right now, my good friends over at FanDuel. FanDuel is fantastic. You can go there right now to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. When you do, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose, when you place that $5 bet. So go place that bet at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. And I love it because, folks, it's the perfect time for FanDuel. NBA, full swing. They have player props. They have over-unders. They have the spread. Uh, you have NHL in full swing, college basketball in full swing, and then it's down to the final four of the NFL. Who will go to the big game? You can go check that out and bet on that for the weekend. You also will see the Thunder uh, take on Portland in this game, and if the Thunder can win this game as 13.5-point favorites on the front end of a back-to-back, if the Thunder can win this game, they'll be in first place of the Western Conference. So if you think that they'll blow out the Portland Trailblazers again, who have eight and back, didn't have eight and last time. Uh, well, you can just go over there to fandle.com right now, slash locked on, and make that bet. Uh, so check it out today at fandle.com slash locked on. We're back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. We're continuing on to talk about your fake trades, grade your fake trades, and kind of dive into who the Thunder could target. You found one of my favorite targets in Gordon Hayward uh, for for already for this trade exercise, but we'll continue on uh, talking about fake trades. Also, check out the Lockdown Sports Today YouTube channel. It's a 24-hour streaming service, a streaming channel on YouTube for free uh, of all the local and national stories that you want to follow along with. A ton of great stuff, as always, uh, over there. Next trade is Michael Bridges. And Nick Claxton for two first round picks, both this year. That's the Utah pick and the Clippers pick. Uh, the 25 second round pick and a 27 first round pick from Denver. So three first round picks in total, uh, one all the way down to 27 uh, from Denver, second round pick, and the two first round picks. Usman Jang as well, uh, Josh Giddy, and Dobbs Bertans. You know, I, I think that Nick Claxton is somebody who 
a lot of the Thunder fan base really likes uh, because he is um, exactly what people believe that this team needs of a traditional big man who can, who's a big body, who can rebound. I don't like Nick's Cla- Nick Claxton's fit in Oklahoma City. I don't like his fit next to Chet. I don't think that you should overpay the the Nets, I, I believe, what would be the price, especially for these two players combined, uh, for Nick Claxton to be a bench big man. Um, I'm just not in on, on Nick Claxton. That's not a player who I think fits the Thunder's identity. And, you know, whenever you watch the Thunder's team, their identity translates over to their secondary unit. I don't think Nick Claxton can play that way. They, they maintain that style of play for 48 minutes. So it's not as though you could you know, play a certain way with the starters and then play a different way with the reserves because the way that they stagger their rotation, that those those two lines get shifted and blended uh, for Oklahoma City, which is why they keep the same style for 48 minutes. And I don't think Nick Claxton could ever play in that style. So I'm not a big Nick Claxton fan. I know a lot of people are. Um, I'm a huge Michael Bridges fan, though. I would love the Thunder to try to get Michael Bridges. It's going to be a pretty penny, and it's, and it's going to be a, a point where um, – Brooklyn has the leverage in that case. I don't have to trade Michael Bridges. He has not made a big stink of things at all. And they can demand as much as they want to for the next couple of seasons before it really gets into uh, into a high pressurized situation. So this trade, uh, I'm personally going to give a D2 because you're giving up a lot for, a, for one of the players I don't think uh, works at all for Oklahoma City and is an expiring contract. Uh, Michael Bridges, though, you know, I, I would really like to see him in Oklahoma City. Uh, so, it, I mean, it's a good idea from, from Stefan, but I'm just not sold on the Claxton. Uh, we can continue on from Mamba Mentality, who has one of my favorite trade targets. He found another one. Dorian Finney-Smith, Dodo, has a three-year contract right now. You, you, you have him landing in Oklahoma City for Dallas Bertans and a first-round pick. I would love that trade. I would love that trade. I would try to see if Brooklyn would would consider uh, a mountain of second-round picks, You know, however many second-round picks they would need to total up the value of a first-round pick. I would try to do that. Uh, but even if you get a first-round pick, I would still be in on it. I would still be in on it. You know, you could add protections to it of, you know, lottery protected pick or whatever, and ensure that you're going to give up a, you know, a, a later pick for Dorian Finney-Smith. But I think that Dorian Finney-Smith fits the Thunder style of play. I think that Dorian Finney-Smith um, plays excellent defense, you know, with this team. Defense, at times, you, you can look at the way that they're measured, and at times it can be skewed against a player based on the, the surroundings and based on the context of who he's playing with. I think Dorian Finney-Smith, you've seen him play in the playoffs, play high-level defense in the playoffs for that Mavericks team and get them uh, deep into the playoffs, get them to the Western Conference Finals. Like That was largely on the back of Dorian Finney-Smith you know, and his defense and his shooting ability. So I think you can get back to that in Oklahoma City. I think that the gravity that the Thunder has on offense with their players like Shea and, and others, you know, it, it would result in him getting more open looks and the result in him knocking down more open looks and just playing well in Oklahoma City overall. I've been on Dorian Finney-Smith since the summer, uh, where people were not very fond of that idea in the summer. People have now since came around on Dodo, but I, I, I would love him in Oklahoma City. Uh, this is a one from Switzer Boys. Like, Nas Reed is the target here. I like Nas Reed. I, I would enjoy Nas Reed being in Oklahoma City. However, I don't think that Minnesota would give him up. So it, it's tough to, to grade this trade whenever I don't really believe one side would do it, especially you know considering Oklahoma City. Uh, but two second round picks and Davis Bertans for Nas Reed. I mean, yeah, this can technically work. Um, you know, can technically technically work, you know, contractually, can technically work um in terms of like getting it approved on the trade machine, but I don't think it would be approved in the sense of like approved in actuality by the front offices. But I, I do like Nas Reed. Um NBA draft the future. Uh there's no order this happens, but what about Giddy Bertans salary? 
and a first-round pick for Dejounte Murray and Anyeka Nkungu. Look, I don't think that that's going to happen. I think that you spotted it out right there. Uh, you know, the latest reports are saying that they only need a first-round pick and filler for Murray. Uh, but, you know, moving on from Murray, Anyeka Nkungu, one of my favorite draft targets, or trade targets, I should say. He was also one of my favorite draft targets back in his draft. But one of my favorite trade targets, Anyeka Nkungu, He's another player that if you go look at the advanced metrics on his defense, and, and if you look at his synergy page defensively, the numbers are not good. Like the numbers are really, really bad. And in fact, the numbers are, are worse than J-Will. But I believe that a lot of that has to do with the circumstances of his perimeter defenders are not helping him out whatsoever. I think that he could look completely overhauled on the defensive end with what the Thunder can do, defending as a team and defending on the perimeter to really help and, and, and help just him overall, right? Like, like you look at how Chet Holmgren helps the guards where, where like sometimes a guard will get beat, Chet Holmgren's there to protect the rim. It also works both ways though. Like if you can hold your own outside on the perimeter, that makes the life of the center easier. And, and that's not happening for Nkungu right now in Atlanta. So I would love Nyeka Nkungu in Oklahoma City. Um, I, I don't really know what the asking price would actually be. I think that at times we can um, inflate it in our minds of, of you're trying so hard not to devalue players that you in fact overvalue players uh, and overvalue what it would take to, to get them. I don't really know what the asking price would be for Nyakan Kongu. I'm not very good at crafting fake trades. I, I like to talk about them, which is why I have you guys submit your fake trades so we can have a kind of a launching point conversation. But uh, I, I don't, you know, you, you, you said as well, you don't like the, the Murray fit exactly, which I agree with, but I do like the Nyakan Kongu fit from NBA uh, draft the future. Um, so we're, we'll continue on talking about trades. Uh, this is another just silly one from Bryson. I appreciate you taking the time, but Pokashevsky, a first round pick, uh, two first round picks, and Pokashevsky for Scotty Barnes is not at all in the realm of possibility. Um, ooh, this is a th- is this a three team trade or is this a okay? This is a two team trade. So the first one, let's talk about Kelly Olynyk. You have Kelly Olynyk, Usman Jang, Alexei Pokashevsky, and a second round pick. So so Poku and Jang and a second round pick are going to Utah. Kelly Olynyk is coming to Oklahoma City. Kelly Olenek is my number one target in the trade deadline. I, I think that Kelly Olenek provides the expiring aspect of things, uh, a stretch big option. He has you know kind of some familiarity, some continuity, if you want to call it that, with Shea and Dort playing on Team Canada. Uh, and I think that he just provides you the ability to play a, a your style of basketball, but heighten it. He is a upgrade and a, and a better option uh, for a bench big while still matching how the Thunder want to play basketball. Now, will Utah trade off of him? What do they want to do as they as they play really good basketball heading into the deadline? We'll have to wait and see. But I'd even uptick this to, you know, Poku um, and two second-round picks, you know, for, for Kelly Olenek. I think that that would be uh, worthwhile to get Kelly Olenek in OKC uh, on an expiring contract. I don't think that it would take Poku and Jang to get Kelly Olenek. Uh, then the other trade is Kyle Kuzma, who is – uh, on the on the back end of one of my favorite targets for Oklahoma City, you'd have to get an assurance that like he wants to come in and wants to play um, team style versus like how he's in in, uh, in Washington. Where, like in Washington, you know he's kind of the guy more so than he is just a guy. In Oklahoma City, you've got to kind of put the genie back in the bottle of having him be you know just a guy that's a very good player, very complimentary player, but he's not the guy by any means or even close to the guy in Oklahoma City. Uh, this trade is a first-round pick, two seconds, Trey Mann and Dobbs Bertans uh, for Kyle Kuzma. You know, I I would I would just just to be clear, he put in the the Sixers uh, first-round pick for twenty-five. I'd try to put that as the Clippers pick this year, 
uh, and two second round picks with Trey Mann and Dallas Bertans for Kyle Kuzma. But I'd still like that. It's, it's, it's certainly, uh, certainly if you get the assurance of uh, he would be willing to play that role and, and, and kind of conform more into being a role player. So I would really like that trade uh, for Oklahoma City. I like both of those trades for Oklahoma City. But again, I, I don't think it was like Jang as well to get Kelly Olenek uh, at, at the trade market if Utah is really willing to trade them. Now, we're going to continue on with your fake trades. We have a lot more to get to. But first, I want to tell you right now about a good friends over at Prize Picks. Check it out today at prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA. That's prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA. When you do, you get a minimum of two players, and that's how you craft your entry. You can you can have as many as you want to, but you have to have at least two players. You just all you got to do is sit back and put the be more or less on their prospect projections. So if tonight, Shakers Alexander, more or less than 25 and a half points. And Chad Holmgren, more or less than one and a half blocks. That's all you got to do. And, and so then you sit back and see, do those things come true in the game? You're not playing against other people. You're not playing against like sharks that know everything about fantasy sports and you're just kind of lost out there. It's just you versus the projected numbers and it's a lot of fun. And I know what you're thinking. Like You only know about the NBA enough to want to go and do prize picks, which is available in Oklahoma. But you know, what if I set my entry at like 9 a.m. when I get to work I go through my day, get home, uh, get my family settled, whatever, and then I turn the game on, and all of a sudden, one of my players isn't playing because that's how the NBA goes sometimes. Prize Picks is the only place to offer you a reboot policy. It's the only place that has a daily fantasy sports platform that has an injury assurance policy, an insurance policy to make sure that you're protected in that case. So check it out today at prizepicks.com slash LockedInNBA. That's prizepicks.com slash LockedInNBA, or use the code LockedInNBA for your first deposit match up to $100. That's your first deposit match up to $100. We're back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast. On the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. Let's continue talking about your fake trades. So I really do enjoy looking at this fake trade from the perspective of uh, both sides and kind of what you know, and using this as kind of a launching point of who you guys want to hear us discuss on the show. But this one from T again, Clint Capella to Oklahoma City for Dallas Bertans, Alexei Pokashevsky, two seconds and a first. I'll be honest with you. Uh, I don't know that Clint Capella would demand the first round pick on the trade market. Uh, maybe, maybe it could get to a bidding scenario where it would cost that. But I think that you could swap that first round pick out for another second or even two seconds uh, and get this deal done uh, in and of itself. You know, Clint Capella is, is, is a player who, if the Thunder did trade for him, I'd be a little surprised that like they, they went and got him, but I would think, okay, well, the bottom line is um, the bottom line is uh, when you look at Clint Capella as a player, I don't believe that he necessarily. So with Clint Capella, I think that, you know, it would be a low-risk pr- proposition. I'm not sure that he exactly fits what Oklahoma City wants to do. I'd be a little surprised if like this is who the Thunder went out and got in Clint Capella. But at the same token, it goes back to what we were discussing with James Wiseman, only to a greater extent because you actually know Clint Capella can't play as a good NBA player and a, and a consistently good NBA player. The There's no harm in getting Clint Capella because his money would fall off before, before extensions kick in for any of the young players. And if you don't, you know, play him so long as it doesn't take like a first round pick to go get Clint, you know, Clint Cabela, just a couple, you know, a couple or three second round picks. That's fine. Uh, it just gives you that threat of in a certain, certain playoff matchups or in certain moments, 
you can use him as a curveball. Like I think that like in playoffs, you know, people always talk about who's your eight playoff players. Like you know, shorten rotation, shorten uh, a bench, but you know, it doesn't exactly absolve you of create creativity in the playoffs. Like look at what Dallas did against the Clippers. You know, that is an example of Rick Carlisle using Boban Marjanovic for just a brief stretch in a few games to, to try to bust up uh, the Clippers. And it worked. It worked for Dallas and, and, it, and it ended them uh, winning that game. You know, so having that curveball to throw in there and just mess with the other team, uh, if if nothing else, like Clint Capella can do that. On the high end, if Clint Capella can run the floor and can play the Thunder style of basketball, then you have a really, really, really big upgrade to your uh, to your backup big man spot. So I would I would enjoy seeing it happen because there's literally no risk. Like I said, the money falls off, money's no problem. We know he's a talented player, um, and you're not giving up too much for him. And I, I believe the Thunder wouldn't give up too much for him uh, on, on the market. So I, I don't think that Clint Capella just himself slaps thunder player across your face but i do think that he can play um at an nba level very well and and what's the harm in bringing him in here's why i think that it's of that same vein but even more um obtainable and even more kind of just like realistic or or better for the thunder specifically trading pokashevsky two seconds for andre drummond who's been one of the best backup big men in the in the league um he's he's on an expiring contract only making three million dollars i would love the thunder to go do this one of my favorite players to, that, that could be available is Andre Drummond. I think you can get him for Pokashevsky, who doesn't play, and you're not going to bring back. And then a couple seconds. Like, this is the beauty of second-round picks. We've been talking about this every time the Thunder make a trade for a second-round pick, and people make those lame jokes and follow those lame narratives of, of why are second-round picks, why go get a second-round pick. Second-round picks are the staple currency of the trade deadline. We see it time and time and time again. Sit back and observe at this deadline – how many players and how many veteran players who can really help a ball club finish out the season are dealt for a second or two? When you have 20 of them, you can go make those moves and make those improvements in the margins from now until the end of time. And so that's why, you know, I, I think that for the Thunder, uh, you know, you'd be willing to trade two, three, four second round picks to match any number for Andre Drummond uh, and, and go get him and, and, and help this team out. But there's still some more uh, trades. There, there are some wacky ones uh, that we're not going to get to. But like, uh, there are also just some targets that people threw out there. Didn't want to craft a whole trade, which I don't blame you. Just wanted to throw out a name and, and, and see our thoughts. Wendell Carter Jr. was a popular one. Um, Wendell Carter Jr. for me, it is totally dependent on the price tag. I would never be willing to kind of like overpay for Wendell Carter Jr. or or even pay anything of note. And I don't know that Orlando would do this. So that's why, like, Wendell Carter Jr., I would like to see him in Oklahoma City, I, I, just as, like, an experiment. But that's just it. It's, it's an experimental move uh, to me. It's not something that I look at and, and want to uh, see the Thunder just go out and for sure go get him and, like, land him. Uh, so, I mean, Wendell Carter Jr. is fine to me. It's not something I'm just dying to have. There were some three-team three, three team trades, you know, some, some repeat trades. Here's the last one that we're going to end on is Cam Johnson. Because Cam Johnson is my other favorite target. So you know, Kelly Olenek, Gordon Hayward, Cam Cam Johnson, Dorian Finney-Smith, uh, Kyle Kuzma I really like. And then you have this Cam Johnson trade. I also really like Tyus Jones. I didn't see anyone kind of throw out a fake trade for him uh, in, in the replies. But I like Tyus Jones for this Thunder team. It's a Thunder could land him. It's, it's a guy who's, who's had playoff experience, who fits uh, the Thunder in terms of like age and in terms of um, style of play. And you know can be a really, really good, uh, you know, helping hand in, in, in facilitating and in creating in the postseason. 
and, and playmaking in the postseason, which the Thunder, I think, will end up needing. So uh, I would like Tyus Jones. I didn't really see any people talk about him in the, in the comments, but that's my other one. And then this Cam Johnson trade. Um, Cam Johnson, the trade is Dallas Pertons, Usman Jang, two first-round picks and a second-round pick. He's on a four-year contract. He's another player who I think that um, at times can be devalued in Brooklyn because they don't have the talent around them. They don't have the the personnel the Thunder have that would help um, kind of maximize his skill set and maximize his talent. Uh, so I think that Cam Johnson would be great in Oklahoma City, even though you can go and find some Nets fans who are not exactly thrilled with Cam Johnson's uh, uh, performance this season. I think that he could he could get better in Oklahoma City. That's a that's a quite a bet to make if you're Oklahoma City because he is on a four year contract. And in this scenario, you'd be giving up uh, two first round picks, Newsman Jang. Um, but I, I would like to see Cam Johnson in Oklahoma City as this kind of uh, perfect four next to Chet, uh, who can who can help the, on the glass a bit uh, if he if he provides some some effort on the glass and who can shoot the ball uh, and just kind of play off of this Thunder team. So. I really do think Cam Johnson could fit in Oklahoma City, and I think that he could get better uh, in Oklahoma City than what he's shown in Brooklyn so far. But I appreciate everyone who sent in fake trades and who uh, uh, crafted these trades. And even if uh, we didn't exactly read the specific ones uh, on the show, I've read all of them and looked over all of them, and I really do enjoy them. As always, you can you can hit me up on Twitter at Rydland underscore Styles, uh, on YouTube uh, at the Locked on Thunder YouTube channel. It's all free. Subscribe for free across all podcasting platforms. We're going to be back again tomorrow to recap that Portland game. And potentially the Thunder will be in first place if they can win this game against Portland. Until then, be good and be good to one another.